welcome back to Atwamog. Or do I say and that's what I missed on Glee? Dude, one of these days we're going to write this down and it's going to be awesome. Um, I think you do that and I say also known as and that's what you missed on Glee. The official and only Glee rewatch podcast brought to you by me, a self-certified Gleek. And me, a uh, first-time viewer, uh, also known as Zach, not Dalton. Yes, That's I the other did not one. introduce myself, yep, so cool. Dalton. Perfect. Good job. How are We're you? We're doing great here. How's, how's life? It has been an interesting day. Why has it been interesting? Because I'm a fully vaxxed king at this point, correct? Uh, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by allegedly? Well, you might be fully vaxxed, but you you still have some, you know, some waiting period. I think you got to wait like two weeks to really be free Correct. of all. I have to wait two weeks. Yeah. Um. But even though, according to recent studies, uh-huh. I'm already 80% Um. after the first shot. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for my full 97%. But I had a real rough morning, but now I'm doing good. I went outside a little bit. I got some sun. I don't know if that really helped me, but it, I'm is, that it, did. it is very nice outside. I, I don't know that I'm doing so well. Number one, I feel like the world kind of sucks just in general, you know, I mean, I mean, we've known it sucked for at least a, at least a year. We've known that No, since 2016. Thank you. Well, yes, that too. But I mean, first of all, you've got this ridiculous news about Arkansas. That's number one. What ridiculous news? They have overridden the veto. Did they really? Yep. Very next day. And so it is now immediately not legal to... Not legal? I don't know how that works. It is Uh, illegal to give gender-affirming surgeries or hormones to a trans youth. Yes, someone who is not yet 18. And I think that's just ridiculous. Uh, Otherwise, number two is that the world is just like full of really gross people. In addition to them, I was reading this like the other night. I was laying in bed and I was trying to decide if I wanted to hang out with you on Skype. And then I realized I just didn't want to because I was reading shit online. Like there was an article somewhere about how like this one individual just settled another court thing, uh, just settled with Uber because several of her drivers would just randomly drop her off in ridiculous places that had nothing to do with her final destination simply because she was blind and we just let her get out and would not tell her where she was. And I just realized how much I fucking hate everybody and I just don't get it. And I don't know how the world can be so cruel. Um, But otherwise, number three, and this might be the most offensive of all things, Dasani has changed their water bottle. It has been like that for a minute. No, it has not. I have not had a single one like this until last fucking week. No, they changed it like that. I think last year, okay, because it's a it's a more eco friendly one. Yeah, this bullshit eco friendly shit has made its way to Indiana, and I'm upset about it. It just it like it's like I'm drinking Ice Mountain constantly. It's garbage. Oh, are you saying you're now sponsored by Ice Mountain? I might Ooh. as fucking well be. They literally <laughs> took the Ice Mountain cap and they dyed it green. They took the Ice Mountain label and made it bluer. And then they, they took said the ice mountain luck. water and they added salt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all it's oops all ice mountain and it's not good. So I'm very upset about this and I will be switching most likely uh, to something else, something else that might ruin the world. I don't know. Can you stop drinking bottled water for the love of all that is holy? I just, you know, if I had better water coming out of the faucet, we might consider it. It's not good. Use a Brita. I use one and it tastes like chlorine. There's no way. It really does. It really does. So I am just, it's just been a week and I'm upset about it all. First Arkansas, then this fucking Uber shit. And that's another, another reason why you don't fucking go into an Uber. I will never go into an Uber. Fuck them all. And uh, three, Dasani, idiots. I don't have the same opinions. I also have always known the world is kind of trash. Well, duh. So I'm not really surprised by any of this. I think it's all just hitting me. I, I don't know. I'm just real frustrated. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, hey, we're here. We're doing it. We're, uh, this, this episode, I think, is a nice ray of sunshine on a cloudy fucking day. You did text me when you watched it, just in all caps, this episode. And I was like, what does that mean? Is I, this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I, I sent the text. I stand by it. I'll prove it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I've got a summary. I'm ready. 
Oh, you're actually repaired this time. I did. I've eaten dinner. I have calories inside of me. (laughs) I was realizing today as I was watching the episode is that I have not been watching much TV at all. I don't know what's wrong with me. You know me. Yeah. I'm that person that watches like a season a day. Right. Loves to watch The Masked Singer. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of terrible shit. If you're watching something, I haven't watched The Masked Singer in at least like six months. Oh my God. It's it's still appalling that you ever touched it in the first place. Oh, I will watch. There's two new seasons out. I will watch both of them. I'm just not watching them right now. What a complete waste of time. It Uh, is hot garbage and I love it. But I realized I looked at my app on my phone that tells me all the TV shows I watch and they're, I'm like behind on every show. It's, it's hard. It's hard out here being, being behind. I think it's, I don't even know what it is because I had today off. And I had yesterday off. So I'm like, why aren't I not, you know. It's because you're too busy lusting over your roommate. You're being a greedy bottom bitch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I just, I just don't know what to do. I don't know whether to hire you a therapist. I don't know whether to, I mean, you're getting action on the side. So I don't, it's not that. I just think that you need to go. I don't know. I don't know what we know if anyone in this podcast needed a therapist the most, it is you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not my things aren't preventing me from watching TV. Yours are. I think that's a desperate cry for help. Yours are preventing you from doing anything other than watching TV. Yeah, well, that's possible. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's helpful for this podcast. And there you go. Is there a bird tweeting obnoxiously on your side? Trip, trip, trip. Yes. It's fucking terrible. Perfect. Sorry, we have nature here in D.C. Ooh, we have nature. We can't wait for the cicadas to come and nature us. <laughs> They're going to come out of nowhere. <gasps> good, <sighs> little good news update for the podcast. Guess what has moved up its opening date by two full months? Moved up its opening dates. I have no the idea. D.C. Taco Bell Cantina. Oh, thank God. We don't have a single Taco Bell in this whole city other than the one in Union Station, which doesn't count. So we are getting a Taco Bell Cantina. It was supposed to open last July. COVID happened. So then they moved it to this July. And then they just said April 30th. My God, a Cheesecake Factory, a Taco Bell. What will you do? A Taco Bell Cantina. Okay, sorry. That's the... A Taco Bell with alcohol? What will you do? I know. Callie and I made a pact, though, that we are Callie, friend of the pod. Yes. um, That we will not eat Taco Bell until the cantina opens. Ah. So that when we go, it will just be like an even more... Yeah, White Castle experience. You've made it. (laughs) Perfect. What is the difference between White Castle and Crystals? Is it the same thing? I don't know that I've ever heard or seen of a crystal. So maybe Crystals is more of a Southern thing. I've never had White Castle. Is it like a better comparison, maybe? Is it like Rallies and Checkers? I don't know what Rallies is. Okay, Rallies is like the Checkers of the Midwest, I think. Have you heard of Checkers? Yes, and Checkers is kind of like the the steak and shake of... (laughs) Oh, I thought it was the Rallies of the (laughs) wherever you're going. It's like the same branding Uh, and everything. Like a cruise it's the same car branding wash. as Steak and Shake. No, 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 it's not. Just because it has black and white squares doesn't mean it has the same stupid cursive white font or red font, whatever it is. So are Checkers and Rallies kind of like Carl's Jr. and Hardy's that they're actually yes. the same company just rebranded? I think so. I think that, I think that is okay. accurate. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, correct. Correct. We've nailed it. Crystals is not the same as White Castle. I know they're totally different companies, but they're little sandwiches like this. Like, oh, well, maybe it is like the same. This big, and it's either burger or chicken, and it's just like you get like four of those. Yeah, huh. they invented the chicken mini. <gasps> the chicken mini. Oh, I haven't had a chicken mini in a minute. Wait, what's a chicken mini? I made you eat them from Chick Fil A. Oh, a chicken mini. Yes, in my head it was making sense, but I wasn't picturing <laughs> anything miniature or chicken. So I, don't I kept saying, like, you need to go get chicken minis. And you're like, I don't know. I've never had one. I don't really like it. And I was like, Zach, you need to eat it. And then, then you text me and you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken mini. In fact, I actually uh, just got off tomorrow. Uh, didn't get off tomorrow. I didn't get off in future tense. Didn't get off in future tense. But I Oh, I so you scheduled a dick appointment. Got it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got 
I got uh, I don't have to work tomorrow. That's how you say that in normal people words. Uh, gotcha. And because of that, I think I might get some chicken minis. Might as well. Oh, I don't have to work till 10. Holy smokes. Chicken minis. We'll be chicken mini boys. Let's do it. That's boy spelled B-O-I-S. Chicken mini boys. With the letters S-T-R and then the number eight in front of it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how you spell it. You got it. All right. And with that, let's get into season two, episode six of Glee. On the 28th episode, it's the boys versus the girls again. Puck is out of juvie and must complete community service. Kurt meets another gay. Plus, Beast is the new cold shower. And that's what you missed on gay. Or sorry, Glee. This is the gayest show that has ever been made. We start off the show right off the bat with Finn and Sam taking a bath together. <laughs> we wish. We are watching Sam get naked. And I said, that's what the doctor ordered ow, ow. when it comes to the opening of a TV show. We'd like to see his big opening. Oh, my God. Um, Sam is taking an ice bath to cool off. And we kind of learned that Rachel and Quinn, who are dating Sam and Finn, are not putting out. Which I just hate, 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 double hate, low down, entirely hate when somebody says putting out. So, of course, of course, it's Finn that has to say this and be the dick that is expecting somebody to give him something because he's a douche. I don't fully agree with you. I think, um, yes. It is a little annoying to be like, oh, you're not putting out blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he's really being like pressuring to Rachel. He's more just like talking to Sam that trying to relate to Sam, I guess, because Sam's also not having sex. It's okay to have locker room whatever talk. Okay, Donald Trump supporter. It's fine to have that locker room. There's a difference between the scenes. There's actual locker room talk, which is what they're doing. And then there's the Trump locker room talk, which is like, yeah, I raped someone. I mean, like those are very different conversations. I don't think they're that far apart. Uh, Also, Puck (laughs) is back. And I honestly don't think I even knew he was gone. I don't I think I'm realizing I don't really see what he brings to the table. He doesn't bring a lot, actually. In general, um, other than just being like Finn's best friend who also cheated on his girlfriend with him. Yeah. Sure. But Puck is allowed to leave Juvie early if he does some community service and his community service is helping wheels. According to him. According to him. Yes. Speaking of wheels, um, I just saw this today, which I think is pretty great. There was a Jeopardy question that involved Glee. Okay. Okay. And it was Kevin McHale saying strong as a high school student, Artie Abrams, on this Fox show. That is the most weirdly phrased question I have ever heard. Or Alec died. So, like, you know, I, th- the questions have gone they're down. Really, they're really, they've really given up on that show. I watched uh, <laughs> a clip of Football Guy be the host. Um, brother of guy who was on Bachelor. Football guy? Rogers. Aaron Rogers. That's his name. And it was the most boring thing I could ever possibly imagine. Like, that show just needs I kind of like Jeopardy. Yes, but Aaron Rodgers is boring. Oh. So all these other hosts that are filling in are just terrible. I, I don't know. At this point, can we just... Can we kill it? Let's kill it. Cut that show. I I think they just need to find a really good host. Like, give us... They need someone... I was going to say they need someone cool like Jane Lynch, a.k.a. Jamie Lee Curtis, but they need someone less cool, more just like there. You know what I mean? There's a big survey thing happening for LeVar Burton, which was reading Rainbow, but I also never cared to watch whatever that is. So, yeah. Reading Rainbow, butterflies in the sky, I can fly twice as high. No idea. Not me. (laughs) Well, we get... A assignment from Will to kind of energize everyone from sectionals. And it is a guys versus girls. Yes. You said energize from sectionals, energize for sectionals, because he also announced the two competing schools, one of which is the Dalton Academy of 
cum gargler's and the other No, it is the Dalton Academy Warblers. And Dalton and the other is the geezers. Let's say it one more time. From Dalton Down Under <laughs> Academy Warblers. Also known as the hipsters at continuing something or other education or something. I don't know. It's old people getting their GEDs pretty much. Yeah. So it's um, the oldies, it's the boys choir, chorus, gays, and it's the, you know, the new directions. Our peeps. <laughs> and during the guys versus girls competitions, we just like vitamin D and they're going to do mashups. Except from this time, Terry will not have drugged them. Right. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm really not missing Terry whatsoever this season. I think she was. Oh, I miss her so much. Just imagine the, the, that we could have if they were all on drugs this episode. Oh, I think also a character that didn't do much for me. Uh, but Kurt is once again trying to switch to the girls team and he is, I'm going to call it. He's been, he's being discriminated against this episode. Typical. He, yeah, because Will's homophobic. <laughs> so is the, uh, so is the bully that keeps shoving him into the locker. So is Santana Krofsky. who is, saying she's got gay jokes all of a sudden. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think having a gay joke is homophobic. Yeah, but it's it's still not very nice. I don't know. It singles him out, right. I guess is what I would say. Sure. Kurt is then leaving Glee Club and gets pushed into the lockers again by Krofsky for like the 300th time in this show. Will actually witnesses it happening, but instead of like being a good teacher, Will's like, is there anything I can do? Can I help in any way? Yeah, I, I just it, it's. Are you letting the bullying get to it's you? It's all a little too late. Is kind of how I see it. I don't know. I've never known exactly what teachers are supposed to do when it comes to any of this, but yeah, I don't know. You take them to the principal's office. I guess, but I mean, if a student is physically hurting another student or physically throwing another student into the wall. It's also TV. I don't think I've ever witnessed that ever happen in my entire life. Have I ever seen anyone get pushed into lockers? No. no. Have I seen people get like physically bullied? Yes. Okay. Sticks and stones, baby. But I've never actually seen anybody shove anybody. Yes. No. <laughs> no. I, I don't. I don't know. A lot of this. We stuff... realized that you lived in a bubble in high school. What do you mean? You had a bubble. What does that mean? It was like, it was like, my name's Zach. I don't get bullied. No one I know gets bullied. We're all having a great time. We love high school. Um, I walked through no this, one bullies anyone. I walked through the We're, same halls as everybody else. I didn't ever see anything like this. That's because you weren't a part of it. If you're not a part of it, you don't see it. You also just said you've never seen anybody get shoved into a locker. But I have seen people, but I did say I have seen people get physically bullied. What, what does that mean? What is physically bullied? Like someone laid their hands on them to bully them, either by like hitting them or like knocking their shit out of their hands or um, things like that. Did you ever see anybody get what's it called? Sw- swirlied? Is that when you go to like the toilet? No, but something similar to that happened in high school. Sure. I don't know what it was. I, I uh, never believe half these things actually happened, but there was posters that said like eight, three, four tips, which was like to report bullying confidentially or something like that. And I was always just like, sure. Okay. I don't know. Never made any sense. I will say about getting pushed into lockers. I watched this episode with my mom, right? When I was in high school. Uh Uh-huh. Back when you didn't know how queer you were somehow, allegedly. I still don't buy it. Oh, so we're watching the episode and my mom looks at me and she's like, have you ever gotten pushed into lockers? And I was like, oh, yeah, mom, all the time. Just as like sarcasm, right? Because that's what you do. You make a sarcastic joke when your parents ask a stupid question. Right. Uh, Okay, sure. Found out three years later after having this conversation with my mom that she thought I was being serious and told everyone at church that I was getting pushed into lockers and they were having prayer circles about me getting pushed into lockers, (sighs) hoping for my like safety <laughs> first of all prayer circles stupid second of all i'll pray for you stupid third of all what's the big problem with the republican party i'll pray for them 
stupid. I have never understood the praying for somebody else's blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just one of those weird go-to moves that allegedly is going to fix something. What, what is that going to do to protect you? Are you, are you listening? What's happening? I, I just don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. You asked what's going to do to protect you. And I'm like, that, that solely comes down to each individual's opinion on okay. religion and prayer. And I'm asking what your so. opinion is. <laughs> Like, what do you think oh, that question was? Rhetorical? I, it's really hard sometimes whether or, not, whether or not you're asking me or, like, the general heir or... Um, <laughs> I'm talking to one person. Uh, Are you high? I, What's happening? No. <laughs> I wish. seem like you're completely miles away. Sorry, I'm a little loopy. I had a COVID vaccine. It fucked me up. Four days ago. Move on. It's It fucked me up. Oh, my God. I didn't do um, shit to you. You called in for kicks and gigs. No, I left today. Yeah. Because I was... For a headache. It was... No, it was because of this. Um, yeah, sure. Well, you don't get it because you haven't had it. till uh, it happens to you by Lady Gaga. Yeah, as soon as um, I say something's happening to me, you'll be like, oh, it's on your head. Nothing's actually happening. So it's on your head, doll. Nothing's really happening to you. It's all made up. If it was after a vaccine, I'd believe you. Oh, <laughs> and if I haven't been proven right twice now that it was all mental, then I would not say it. Doesn't make the symptoms not real. No, but they are psychosomatic. I think that prayer can have a impact because I believe that there is a God who listens to prayers. I also believe, though, that it is an it's, it is a it is an interesting situation because I do believe that there is a God that believes in prayer, but I also believe that there's a God who already knows the outcome of whatever you're praying about. So your prayers won't necessarily change the outcome of what is happening. <laughs> sure. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. So you're saying there's school shootings and then Republicans say, we'll pray about it every single time. See, I don't think that makes sense. Exactly. It's all dumb. It's a complete waste of time. Same thing would be true of bullying. Praying for it? No. Stepping in? Calling faculty? There's so many right. things people could do. And I think prayer is just a cop-out for most of those things. I do think that people oftentimes like to use thoughts and prayers as a way to not have to do any real work, hoping that like, oh, if I just pray to this God, then he'll deal with all the problems and I don't have to worry about it. And it's like, no, you really should do something about it. You should do some work for it. Right. Speaking of doing some work for it, Quinn and Sam are getting down to business. They're making out. Sam's trying to do some work for it. And Quinn is like... No, nothing's going to happen here. And I realize Quinn is just like me. She's too afraid that any little thing is going to lead to something bigger. In her case, pregnancy. In my case, STDs or death. <laughs> so uh, I get it, Quinn. I get it. You really took the Mean Girls moment where he said you'll get chlamydia and die to heart. <laughs> yes, I did. I think people are, fr are very scary and frivolous and no one thinks about other people's actions and no one cares to. I think it's outrageous. People are gross. That's the answer. You know, one day you'll just buck up. Um, nope. <laughs> and to calm himself down, because apparently, you know, everyone's about to bust when they're making out with somebody. Sam decides to think of coach beast and compromising positions. Right. That is his dead mailman. <laughs> whatever Finn car accident thing. I was going to say, I just really don't get it. The whole, like I have to think of something to cool down when I'm making out with someone. So I don't bust. Also, I don't really think it works. You, wait, what? You don't, you don't think that distracting yourself is helpful? No. How not? It's never helped me. <laughs> have you ever done it? Yes. Why'd you do it? Cause I was getting close. Okay. So you do get having to think of something else. Not when I make it out with someone. That's the, that's the key. Okay. Well, sure. And okay. What do you think of what's your go to? What is your go to thought? Well, at one point I tried to think of dead puppies. Wow. Someone mentioned that they were like, you know, think of something super sad. So I was like, dead puppies is super sad. So that Jesus. would help. Okay. And then I started thinking, cause that didn't work. So then I started trying to do like long math problems in my head. <laughs> oh my god sure interesting sorry i've never killed a postal worker 
So I don't really, uh, <laughs> yeah, too bad, too bad. Uh, yeah. So I don't know it, that, it, you know, he's trying to not want to do more. I think he's trying to hold himself back. He's trying not to be like Finn and ask her to put out. So he thinks of, he's beast. not asking Rachel to put out <laughs> he thinks of beast. And this made me think, well, shit, he is getting close. He's getting somewhere. He's having these fantasies. So Dalton, please remind the listeners at home what my predictions were for this episode, because I can't hardly remember them myself. Well, (laughs) Sam has a sex dream with Quinn, a fantasy, if you will. A song with the word kiss in the title will be sang. And Kurt is going to have a focal vocal moment to really bring the gayness into this episode. Perfect. So number one, a fantasy, if you will, but not quite not about, about Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> and not about sex either. It was really fantasizing about Beast doing like ballet or something or like eating a whole chicken. I like think the, neither one, of those were. One could make the argument that he was having the fantasy about something more and had to distract himself by a different fantasy so as to not get too excited. But whatever. I, I, I won't make a federal case out of it. Not my episode. Not my episode when it comes to predictions. Definitely not. Quinn then takes this moment. Let Sue know that she's been trying to rehabilitate herself. She's trying to get with the popular people. She's doing everything right. And yet somehow her cute, whatever boyfriend is thinking of somebody else. Beast of all people. Right. And in order to really complete his community service, <laughs> uh, Puck, that's See, his name. Such a worthless character that nobody even knows. Puck decided to take Artie to their <laughs> wonderful courtyard in the middle of Ohio. Also known as Professor X. Or Wheels, if you will. Uh-huh. And decides to sing One Love by Bob Marley to <sighs> show how cool and, you know, the power of fear can do things. Yeah. And I, I just don't really care about the song choice. I've, I've never listened to Bob Marley. I don't think anybody in the Midwest has ever listened to Bob Marley. And for there to be people in this courtyard singing along to the song is strange to me. It's also a weird song to kind of call for action in terms of donating money. I know he's like scaring people into it, but it's just a strange, and maybe that's the point, like, you know, maybe that's the the contradiction there is that he's kind of tempting people, but yet singing about togetherness. And I don't know, maybe that's the joke, but it's just very, I don't know. It's just one of those songs that I would never, ever listen to. Well, even if you didn't listen to it, they still made $300. <laughs> I guess. And Artie and puck decide that they're going to use those $300 to help already win Brittany back. Right. And no clever segue in my head. Well, that's fine because we're going to verse stop. And this week I decided to take us back a little bit. And even though the song is very new, it's just going to make you feel like we're going back a little bit, you know, back to the Reliant K times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it is a song by All Time Low. Have you ever heard them? Ever heard of All Time Low? I've heard of them. I've never listened to them. Is They're there like very, a thing on Netflix? Huh? Oh, is that some, no, I was going to say, is there a big thing on Netflix right now, a big splash page for something, or is that Big Time Rush? That's Big What's Time Rush. <laughs> totally <Okay>. different. <laughs> What's the difference? Couldn't tell you. That's the Nickelodeon thing? Question mark? I feel like both those things are just said. beyond my lifetime. So I don't really know. Big Time Rush was like Victorious era on Nickelodeon. And then All Time Low was like late 2000s, early 2010s, like emo music-esque. I don't know if you'd really call them emo, but like not typical pop music. I guess you'd go with alternative. They have a new song called Monsters featuring the one and only Demi Lovato and Black Bear. Here we go. And we know... We know I love a Demi Lovato. <sighs> Overrated. Oh my God, you dumb bitch. Um, She's a drama so queen is. just like you, so it makes sense. You just have 
no empathy. <laughs> Poor me. I do drugs. Once again, no empathy, but I don't have empathy for people who make choices. It's an addiction. An addiction is a disease. She started the disease by doing drugs in the first place. Doesn't just happen. It's not necessarily true, but okay. <laughs> it's 1 million percent true. Nobody just randomly slips and falls onto a needle. Come on. No, but addiction is like not no. just, oh, I tried something once and I was addicted forever and that's because of it. There is no such thing as having addictive tendencies and therefore that's what made them do drugs. It's the yeah, other way around. Is. There's a whole thing. Like no. if your parents are, di- are addicts and you're more likely to be addicts of something as well, it's like a whole thing. Yes, but you have to do the drug in the first place to therefore become addicted. And some people have lots of trauma, a.k.a. like in her case, she had lots of sexual trauma that led her to do drugs. cocaine. <laughs> and cocaine then led to... Um, My choice. Her mixing cocaine and Vicodin. And then she left rehab. She started doing crack and then heroin. Ugh, I just, I can't. I can't have empathy for people who make choices that are bad. So you just don't know how to have empathy is what you're saying. Um... People make bad choices over and over and over again. I don't have empathy for the first choice. I have more empathy for the last choice, if that makes sense. Play it extra long to torture me? Yes, because you need to learn good music. That it's not what that means, but okay, sure. It is a great song that really just has the vibes of being in middle school without actually being in middle school. Sure. Anywho, when it comes to actually good music, enter Pretty Boy, whose name we don't yet have, as Kurt is undercover at the Blah, blah, blah. Academy of Warblers. Yeah. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> Number one, I think he introduces himself as Blaine in the very beginning. I don't think he does. He's like coming down the stairs and then Kurt kind of sees everybody like shifting quickly and he's like, what's happening? And then the random boy reaches out and is like, oh my God, the blah, 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 choir, blah, blah, blah. You know, follow me. And then they have this really cutesy montage where they're like running through the halls in slow motion. There's some and kind they of play Bella's lullaby in the background. What is from Twilight? Is that really what that's from? No, but you know what Bella's lullaby is? No, it's I, the, he's I, like playing it on the piano. No, uh-uh. because guess who didn't watch the shitty movies called Twilight? This guy. And guess who did that guy? I've watched Twilight so many times. You like trash. (laughs) You literally love trash. Please, please. I beg you go look at the rotten tomatoes score for the Twilight movies because it is the lowest numbers you will ever see. You also just don't um, like to make your own opinions. You're like, I'm just going to go with whatever. How is that not my own opinion? I think I saw the first one and thought it was ridiculously stupid. It was a terrible first one. It was a terrible fad. I would not say it's a fad, but vampires let me know if this is-, is a fad. There's a whole like whole like, I don't know, moment for people who really loved vampires and shit just because of that. It was a fad. Well, there's that like cutesy montage that plays as they're running through the hall. But I swear that he's like, it's fine, new kid. Just don't forget your whatever, because he kept calling him new kid. And I swear Blaine had introduced himself as Blaine. But no. we find out that Blaine is not just some kid here. Right, he's not just Blaine is like person a in the warbler. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really, I don't know if it got if 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 when I was saying this last week got aired. But my second prediction was that there would be um, a song with the word "kiss" in it, and I almost predicted 
that I kissed a girl would be it, AKA a Katy Perry montage. And I'm so mad that I didn't say a Katy Perry song would be saying instead, because holy shit, that's when we get teenage dream by the warblers and fuck me up. This was incredible. I think if every song were like this, instead of having like stupid auto tune moments, instead of having carbon copy bullshit, instead of having music background that doesn't actually exist or stage moments that sometimes don't make sense or piano man who just suddenly always exists because his fingers are glued to that goddamn keyboard. This acapella moment is what this show is good at. And this is when the best songs happen. So I really wish this was, there was more moments like this. Teenage Dream is very good. I enjoyed it. Well, that was very good. What is actually tremendously good is Mike's abs, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. And I said, whoa, upgrade Chang over here. He's got more speaking roles. He's got a makeout session with Tina. Yeah, he shares with Tina that some of the guys are thinking of Beast to help them to help them cool off. And... <laughs> I haven't been able to get out a sing- like any part of that line without my chair squeaking, but I'm not moving, so I'm like wondering what's happening. So Mike decides to share with Tina that he and some of the other guys have been thinking of Beast to help them cool off. And Tina ends up using it herself and says her name, says Beast, while her and Mike are making out. Right. And Will... I guess sees this whole happening in the hallway where beast is there. She sees Quinn and Sam having an, like a public throwdown about it. Chang then walks by and is like, stay away from my woman to beast, which is interesting. I, it, like you said, it's a lot of conclusion jumping and I don't really understand how they're connecting those dots or, as if that would even be possible or something that could actually even exist because that does happen, right? Where there are teachers that do things with kids and obviously a lot of specifically in the Midwest, like Indiana. (laughs) Sure. Or on FX is a teacher. And I just don't like, I mean, that makes sense, but their willingness to believe this stuff is kind of strange and to, you know, make light of it, I guess is kind of weird. But will pulls them aside and finds out really what it is. And then he lets them know that it's not cool. I'm like, finally, Will becomes a teacher. We were finally getting this like teaching moment where he's like, guys, this isn't cool. You need to learn how to respect her. And like, she's a teacher and all this stuff. But um, he then realizes that it is his responsibility to tell Beast. I guess what is happening. he specifically tells them Beast can never know. <laughs> Which means that no one's going to tell her. No one should tell her. And that's and like, it should just end there. But then he does tell her. I know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Kurt is found out by the Dalton Academy gays um, that he is a spy. But instead of beating him up and turning him loose, as I think the term that he uses, he decides or they decide to kind of talk to him and find out like what's going on. And Blaine ends up having a little heart to heart with Kurt there. Yes. Uh, well, he, he also just learns that there's like a, like there are such things as like safe spaces, I guess. And that I think he's jealous that he doesn't go to a place that lets him be who he is. And that it's like, it's weird for him to be the only one out at his school, but yet Blaine is just openly out and about and everyone's okay with it. So it seems like they're also celebrated the warblers right at his school. Right. And Kurt kind of mentions Karofsky at this point, I think, but like nothing too in depth about him. Right. And I think that's just where we get the big line, which is something like prejudice is ignorance. And I think that was like a, I don't know. It just seems like it's one of those moments that I could, I could find somebody like identifying with and, you know, kind of pinpointing as like the, the moment in this episode that they remember. Will ends up then telling the Beast about this whole cooldown situation that the guys are having. And in this, she gets obviously really offended, but it's like, what did he think was going to happen? Right, right. I put a big eye roll emoji. I'm like, you just said you can't tell her. And then you're like, okay, I'll tell you. Like, wow, you're, you're a real good secret keeper there, Will. Good job. Right. And I think that, like, she he also goes like, oh, it's not personal. And she's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, of course it is. Yeah. 
it's not like they're talking about like, oh, her coaching techniques or something. No, they're personally talking about the way that she looks. Right. And I don't know that I necessarily love her, you know, not to get too technical, but I don't know if I necessarily love her acting here. It really feels like she's like reading off a piece of paper that's being held up a la SNL. But I really like her kind of peer to peer relationships, right? That she's just really open. She knows that she can trust Will. She's flat out. She asks him for help. She wants to know what's going on. And I don't know, like you just don't get many people like that who are just very like open and low key and, you know, want to make things better. And that's what makes her a good, you know, teacher. And you know what is even better than that is this girl's number of start me up and living on a prayer. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I like the outfits. I like the the wind that kind of makes it like an 80s moment. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I like Rachel and Mercedes. Surprise, surprise. They're the people who are singing lead. Like, typical. I don't understand why nobody else gets to sing lead, but whatever. Yay. <laughs> I thought you would understand at this point that it that the New Directions is the Rachel show. I guess. I just think they lean too heavily on her. Like, I think that the writing team does not understand the other talent they have, and they just immediately give it to her every single time, and I think that's dumb. It leaves way for there to be that later on, I guess if that makes sense, for there to be anger about why Rachel is always getting the solos. Because I think Tina's mentioned that before, and so has Mercedes. I think it's like, that kind of gives a good plot line. I guess, but it's but that's been said. That's been done episodes ago. So for it to keep happening. They're going to keep doing it. <laughs> right, which is dumb. It's 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 overdoing it. It's drawn out. like And clearly nothing's going to be done about it, so I don't know why it matters. It's just, I, I don't know. It's It's just repeatedly hitting the dead horse. Like I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's annoying to me because I obviously we get that they can sing, but it makes me think that everybody else is being held back. Um, otherwise I think it's a very aggressive song. What do you mean? Like they're just very, ah, I just didn't expect it to be so loud slash. I don't know. It just feels like a very aggressive performance. Well, I liked it. Cause like the whole thing was they wanted them to sing something that was, by a rock band. So they sang Rolling Stones and Bon Jovi, which is very like yeah. rock, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of being aggressive, Sue is very pleased with herself so much so that she is setting off cannons of confetti. She is praising her good work and that the beast is gone and that she has made this happen. Even though beast actually just went ahead and quit. Um, she's taken her win She's letting Will know about it, but her budget is back. And Sue said, I'm just going to take the W. And I'm like, did Sue start the trend of calling a win a W? <laughs> I don't think so, but okay, sure. I I don't think I ever realized that she said this, but that's like 2000, what, 2011? Yes, yeah, kind of early. But you, like, I write this down in your Sue revisionist history textbook that you're building right now. Every time Sue does anything, you think that she was the catalyst for everything. And I, I I, no, there's no way she was the first person to say, take the W. I mean, if you Jimmy Lee Curtis is pop culture. Oh my God. She creates it. If you would explore other genres uh, and get outside of your own bubble, uh, you would know that they, they definitely said that in the last dance, which is the uh, 80s slash 90s with the, the bulls. So come on, people have said the W way before Sue Sylvester. Sue's super excited that Beast quit, but what we're not excited about is more bullying from Karofsky to Kurt. Right. And Kurt finally takes a stand, I guess, um, based on what Blaine and team have told him, based on the text messages that he's getting from him. Uh, he's going to have courage, right? He's going to yay courage. And so he throws this boy or he chases after him. That's what happens. He chases after him into a secondary locker room of sorts. It doesn't look like the typical one, um, or that, or it's just a different side of the locker room. Maybe who knows? You're making a lot of weird faces at me. I'm listening. Um, and I think Kurt says something that's really good is Kurt says, you can't punch the gay out of me any more than I could punch the ignoramus out of you. Which I hate that word. I, I hate the word ignoramus. ignoramus. Yes, it's stupid. <laughs> Nobody uses that word. 
Nobody right, would but ever. that's why Kurt uses it, because Kurt always uses words that literally has not been used since it was put in Webster's Dictionary. I guess, but they're not good words. They're just like, I don't know, obscure insults, I guess. But when Karofsky hears that, he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm about to kiss him. Which he is, kissed Kurt. Which is weird. It doesn't make any sense. This is oh, just, I think it makes lots of no, sense. No, it doesn't. This is just a huge cliche in that, oh, if someone's bullying you, that means they like you. Or, ooh, if someone's angry at you, that means they're jealous of you. I don't know. This is just such a cliche. And I'm just like, what? Really? Uh, uh. I, I think it could be a cliche, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. I think... It, is every time somebody bullying you, is it because they like you? No. Never. <laughs> are there cases where people are bullying others because they have a crush on them? Sure. No. Like maybe in the smallest percentile, especially in a, in a gay bully scenario. I, I don't know. I don't know. About I would this. say it's almost a half and half situation. With almost all of them existing on TV. I, I don't know. No, but you also know that there, there's that thing where it's like people who are the most homophobic end up being the gayest. Well, sure. But that, I mean, just because Lindsey Graham decides to tweet X, Y, and Z and therefore also has his secret Lady Graham backstory, I don't necessarily know if it's the same parallel. I mean, this guy is physically abusing Kurt, shoving him down. None of which really lead to him being like, must shove tongue down throat. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't even think it's really a Karofsky's into Kurt sort of thing. I think it is more that Kurt is a gay person that Karofsky could have his kiss with, if that makes more sense. I guess, but not that not who Kurt is or more what Kurt represents, which is like this, like being out and gay kind of person. But did you notice that he went in for a second kiss? No, I did not. Who did? Karofsky. I'm pretty sure you went in for one kiss. No, he kissed him and Kurt pulled away and then Kurt like looked at him shocked and Karofsky goes in again and and Kurt pushes him. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I I don't know if it's necessarily a secondary kiss as much as it is like uh this is all i've ever wanted from you i, I don't know he kissed he tried to kiss him again so what faggot <laughs> wow i i just i don't know i just i don't love this scene i i do appreciate kurt's reaction to it um just from the like the vantage of as we eventually learn wow words as we eventually learn that he has never been kissed and like he's it's, it's like an Artie thing, right? And I told you how much I liked this last time. Artie's upset when he gets his first time because it means something to him. Kurt is also upset when he gets his first time and it means something to him. Even if the whole premise is that it's dumb to think that means something, it still is meaningful, right? And I think that this show does a good job at exploiting those moments from the the emotion and feeling that that kind of go into the aftermath of that, especially when someone does something that otherwise is not welcome. So while Kurt is getting unwanted kisses from Karofsky, Puck and Artie are taking Santana and Brittany on a date. So Artie can eventually get Brittany back and they are at breadsticks, our favorite Olive Garden. Oh yes. Puck is teaching Artie all of his moves, uh, which are, I mean, it's it's how they got them there in the first place with the way they asked him. He asked them out. Uh, it's uh, already I don't know. Like it's 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 like he's reading the the girls tips Bible in this case. And of course, people get it coming from Puck. You know, Mr. I've been to juvie and I'm a bad guy. It doesn't necessarily work as well coming from Artie, a uh, cripple boy in wheelchair that could not hurt a fly. Right. And the biggest move of all, apparently, is to leave the check in Dash, Dine and Dash, which is trash. Have you ever dined in Dash? Because you strike me as somebody who has been a part of one of these crimes. Definitely not. I would never. I don't know. It seems like something you might do. Because I have a life and I do more fun things than you, you think that means that I'm over here committing crimes? No, because you're because you uh, you are a follower, and I can see you following somebody else's lead in terms of dining and you dashing. You don't know me it's at all. It's so hip to dine and dash, therefore I did it. It's so hip to do cocaine, therefore I did it. 
I have never dined and dashed. What about you? <laughs> well, we will omit the non-reaction to the cocaine comment. Um, no, I have never dined and dashed. I've never understood this. I've never understood how people could get away with this. I've never understood why anybody thinks this is fun or a thrill. I just don't understand people. And this is a cheap ass thing that, that I would never do. And Artie also can't do it. So he leaves money and pays for it. You know, we're going to leave you with a break. So let's confront the bully with help, obviously. Yeah. And by confront the bully, are you? Do you mean we're confronting you because you bully me every day on this podcast? No, bitch. I bully Finn every day on this podcast because he's a little bitch. I don't sound off on the comments below on our Patreon on whether or not you think that Zach bullies me. <laughs> Anybody who thinks they get bullied is just weak and doesn't know how to stand up for themselves and <laughs> needs to suck it up. Rub some dirt on it. Tell somebody oh about it. Seek help. Find a friend group. Call 834 Tips. As I said earlier this episode, I have never heard of 834 Tips until you said it. <laughs> There's so much you can do. And I think people are just little bitches. Grow up and confront the bully. And Kurt does just that. Of course, the planes help, but he found help. I mean, come on. He also did it by himself. So good for him. What do you think? What do you think of this scene? Would you ever confront a bully? I would not. <laughs> you're going through all of this and you're like, I, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, it's too scary. I, I don't think I ever did confront a bully. So therefore I'm going to have to say no. Right. Cause I got severely bullied for a very long time. So I, and I never confronted anyone. So I'm going to go with, no, I would not confront a bully. We had all that talk earlier about bullying and you never, decided to share this. I mean, obviously I think you've shared this on the show before, but you, you never shared this. So you had things hit out of your hand all the time. The examples you were giving to us were about you. No, I got a, I got a lot more. I had some physical bullying, but a lot more verbal bullying. Would you like to share with us the verbal bully isms? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. We won't relive it. And also, I mean, I would stick up to a bully if I was with someone as hot as Blaine though. He's cute. I don't think cuteness allows you to stand up to somebody. I think it's that confidence. I mean, there's pretty privilege, you know? I don't know if that's really a thing. You're trying to tell me that you don't think that conventionally attractive people have an easier life than everyone else. I don't, I no, I don't think so. Oh, it's so true. I think it comes down to confidence. Maybe that could give somebody confidence, but I don't necessarily think half the time that conventionally attractive people know they're attractive. No, I think they almost always do. Oh, I don't think so. There's there's certain people that are and you hate them that are you extra- hate people that know that they're attractive. No, no, no. I like I hate people who think that they're attractive. I think people who know they're attractive are typically more reserved and otherwise don't show it off so much. They just kind of take the advantage. They overcome the obstacle. But then there's the people who like think, ooh, I'm so hot. Please take 45 pictures of me at brunch so I can put them on my Instagram without a mask on while I'm in Cancun. Those are the type of people where I say, okay, they're not even that attractive. And I, yeah, uh-huh. You so, also have a different idea of attractiveness that I think a lot of other people do. Just because you think Demi Lovato is attractive doesn't mean that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think that you, you don't like conventionally attractive people. Okay. For the most part. And so your opinions on conventionally attractive, pretty privilege are null and void. <laughs> Again, just because I can make my own opinions and don't have to think what everybody else thinks is true. Oh my God. Uh-huh. You say that, but then all your, you're always like rotten tomato. That's rotten tomato. That sorry. Blah, 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 I, blah, sorry. Blah. I believe in rotten tomatoes, crowdsourced opinions. And you're over here. Like it says Demi Lovato in the title therefore it has to be good. It says lady Gaga in the title. Therefore it has to be good. That's not how the world works. I don't think I've ever made either of those statements. You have I think there made is those a, statements. There is merit to enjoying an artist things and then assuming that 
Therefore, it is good if you enjoy their content. <laughs> For instance, you love Christine Baranski's, right? So you're going to look at things that she does with a higher whatever okay. than other things, right? So I love Lady Gaga, so therefore I look at things that Lady Gaga does with a, you know, maybe you could say with a less of a magnifying glass, if you would. Sure. Good argument. Ha. Huh. Thank you. <laughs> It was sarcastic. Anywho, so we have this bully moment where in Blaine, I don't even actually remember what happens in this moment. I mean, they like try to confront him. He's nervous about it. He's shifty. He's looking around, making sure nobody knows. They're really just trying to like, I guess, help him come out. But it's strange because like you should never do that. Right. I don't think it's a trying to help them come out because they're doing it when there's not really a lot of people around. But they I think are. they're more just being like, hey, just so you know, stop bullying Kurt for being gay when we know this about you. Right. But as soon as he walks away, he goes, well, that man's never going to come out. And it's like, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the right way to go about it. I do think he has actions there that are like you need to explore these, you know, maybe here's a, maybe here's a phone number. It's, it's eight, three, four tips, give them a call or, you know, here's better help, but sponsor. Blaine is really trying to be like, Hey, call the Trevor project. They're more than happy to help you. (laughs) And Karofsky's like, let me shove you into this wall and run away. But like, yeah, I I don't know. It's just, don't get a real solution. Right. It's just kind of weird. I think it really just gives us another moment for Blaine and Kurt to share a connection or to share like a, a life obstacle together. One that Blaine maybe hasn't had so much run, so many run-ins with. Or he, I guess he did it as old school and now he's helping Kurt through that too. Um, the will ends up then confronting the glee club boys and being like, y'all made it. So coach beast quit and you owe her an apology. And that's kind of all that happens <laughs> at, at some point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's getting on them at the other point pucks in the office because he's been trying to, you know, use Artie as a way to do X, Y, and Z. But in reality, that's not a right thing to do. So he's in trouble at the same time. Will's helping beast in the locker room. But yeah, there is a lot going on. I do kind of feel bad for puck. Cause he like storms out and he's like, nobody cares about me. And I'm like, I feel kind of bad for him. Cause like, you know, he doesn't have a dad and he is angry and he feels like nobody cares about him. He used to be the school bully. I don't have, I don't have much, I don't know. I don't have much sympathy for him. As we've gone over this, Zach does not know what empathy is. No, I don't. Especially when people are rude and there's people who have done shit to themselves and yeah, no one really likes you or is going to care much for you when you're the one who's going against the system. I mean, you wound up in juvie, like you stole an ATM, man. It's a federal crime. So like, I don't know. There's not much that can be done for him. But we have the juxtaposition of him feeling like nobody cares about him because he's a bully and steals things and then beast who she feels like nobody cares about her because of the way that she looks. Right. Right. And I don't know. I, again, I love her openness here, right? She is very like, I don't know. She's just very clear. She's never been kissed either. Uh, and I feel bad. It's like while she's talking, I feel bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. As you should. Right. I don't know if I, I, I could tell it was coming. I could tell the will kiss was coming and I was kind of like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Just because I think this could have gone in a bad direction, right? It could have gone the route of, Oh no, now she's going to think you're into her. Now she's going to think that there's a date coming. Like you're leading this person on involuntarily by doing this kiss. And luckily she took it well and just kind of knew it was like a friend thing, but it's such a will thing to have kind of overstepped a boundary. Right. And, did an uninvited thing that I don't think is the right answer in that situation. <laughs> I watching him kiss her kind of reminded me of when Katy Perry kissed that boy. Oh, on American Idol. Remember when all that happened on American Idol where she kissed that boy it's, and he was like, that was my first kiss and I was saving whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, it's exactly, no, it's exactly <laughs> the same thing that is important <laughs> to somebody. And if this episode didn't teach you that, then you don't have empathy. It is a huge deal for someone to take that away from somebody else, especially when it's not welcome. And Absolutely. I'd be mad too. The Katy Perry thing was gross. It's weird. Words. My opinion on the Katy Perry thing is that she, did she cross a line? Sure. But he also went in to kiss her on the cheek. Okay. 
which is already like a thing. No, 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 no. Well, so that Puck doesn't get sent back to Juvie, Artie and him decide to pick up trash as his community service. And in return, um, Puck will keep teaching him cool things. <laughs> I just kind of got out of it that Artie was going to, going to be his friend. And I said, good, because like Artie's a good influence. He's trying to get him to do better things than otherwise yeah. he would otherwise than he would might otherwise do. And I, I don't know. I like their scenes together. It makes Puck more enjoyable to me because Artie is palatable, I guess. And then somehow together it's, it's a nice contrast. So I, I'm into their dynamic duoism. We then get our final number, which is a, <laughs> we apologize to beast for sucking as human beings number. And I kind of felt like Tina should have been singing with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they did the boys, the New Direction boys, including Kurt, saying, stop in the name of love slash free your mind. Yeah. Which I did not like. I thought it was very one note. Yep. It was very, not even close to the girls. No. And it's, it's like, it's a fine mashup, but it's repetitive. It's, (laughs) I don't know. I just... I got no joy out of this performance. Yeah, I didn't really like it. I did think that um, Finn needed to immediately stop dancing. And always because it was bad, bad, bad. And uh, Mike looked hot. But other than that, it was not a great number. And then I guess this continues your idea that all numbers that are the last number suck. Yep, exactly. I will say that it has it had something to do with the plot of the episode. I guess, but it's not a good way to apologize. And then for her to be like, oh, yeah. The best way to apologize is always to sing at them. Don't you know that? And then let's have a big hug montage at the end because that makes everything better. And then for Beast to be like, I liked it. And it was like, no, you didn't. It was a bad performance. And if you liked it, then please don't ever judge one of these competitions. It was rough. (laughs) I, yeah, it wasn't good. But... It was sweet, I guess you could say. I'm really struggling today. I can tell. Um, Hey, how many Cheerios would you give this episode? I'm going to give it the same that I gave the last episode, which is three and a half. Yikes. Mainly because... Wait, I think I gave Rocky Horror better than three and a half. I remember remember. whatever you just said, I was thinking you were going to say three and a half. Okay, well, I give this episode three and a half Cheerios, and I think it's mainly just because we did get some character development i guess you could say it just wasn't really about like characters i cared that much about other than i liked the blaine and kurt aspect of the episode (laughs) i don't know i feel like the whole episode was about bullying and i didn't really enjoy that i guess that makes sense i have to disagree majorly first of all what characters characters are you into like we got we covered all of our bases here I don't know. I just wasn't super thrilled watching the episode. God, I give this episode five stars for sure. Five stars, five Cheerios for sure. There was five Cheerios. There was so much development. We got, we got the bullying thing, which was fine, but it, it led to Kurt leading to his, he brought the gay, which was partly a, a, you know, a prediction. Uh, obviously there was no focal vocal moment. Um, but he, I don't know. It just, I felt like it took him someplace. And if he is the main character, as you, you know, as you theorize, I think we saw that this episode Two, I do have a question for you. Sure. You're giving it five Cheerios. Uh-huh. And that would mean that you like it as much as power of Madonna. Yes. For different reasons. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so two, I think that, they did a good job at kind of being reserved in the number of songs that were happening, right? Every single song for the most part is very tied to the plot. You have kind of like the first get together with Puck and Artie, even though it's a bad song, it's still like a reason that they're together and he's teaching him some moves. You get the girls as part of this tournament. You get this apology at the end, just like you said, you get this teenage dream montage, which is perfect for how like, like a love at first sight type thing which is clear where that direction is going with Kurt. So I don't know. There was just so much happening here. And from the kind of lens of a first time viewer, seeing all this development and kind of all these new characters and kind of how they're actually bringing something to the table, especially when an old character 
puck doesn't bring anything to the table. We love to see it. Okay, so of the four songs in the episode, One Love, Teenage Dream, The Girls Mashup, or The Boys Mashup, Zach, which one is your favorite? One million percent Teenage Dream. You know why already? I've already said it. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree that Teenage Dream is a very good song. And to the point that I think it was so popular that it is the most charted song ever released from Glee the Warbler version of Teenage Dream, because it it is really, really good. As it should be. It immediately jumped. I remember it being on the top of the iTunes chart the second the episode was released. Like, people were just immediately downloading it. Yeah, that's what people... people had to buy music. They were buying this song. (laughs) That's what people are looking for when they watch this show, and I'm sad that it doesn't happen more often, so I'm hoping with that group now introduced, it might. I will say, I think that... um, Start Me Up slash Living on a Prayer, the girl song, is a really good song. And it might be, in, you know, whenever we do a recap of the season, it might end up in my top yeah. songs of the season. But Teenage Dream is just... Right, right, right. It's good. I mean, it was it was almost, you know, honorable mention, I guess. Like, I was excited yeah. about it. I was I was like, okay, they came to play. But it just, it's, it's hard to match a moment that's also, that's also doing work as a character development. You know, it's hard to, I don't know, that's happening just because, and then the other moment's happening because it has to. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, Zach. The next episode is titled The Substitute. You had zero points this episode <laughs> for, I want to say, the second week in a row. So let's try to get something here, you know? <sighs> Number one, if it's called The Substitute, there's got to be a substitute teacher. So there will be a substitute teacher that for some reason sings. Two, Blaine has been introduced. He will continue to stick around in some fashion. That could mean that he's on our screen. It could mean that he's texting Kurt because we've introduced one more method of communication to the show as a way to keep characters in the loop. Three, Beast is sticking around and therefore she is going to be involved in some of the drama that's happening at McKinley High. Those are predictions. (laughs) perfect next episode is i would say a very good one i'm very excited for it actually very excited for the next few um in season two they get really good here so thank you so much for tuning in and listening to zach and i this week we would love for you to give us a follow on all of our social medias which are at wamog or if you'd like to send us a dm or an email address do that as well an email address. If you'd like to send us a DM on social media or email at us at atwamog at gmail.com, we're more than happy to hear you there. Yeah. All those words <laughs> can confirm. And don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe and we will see you next time. You no longer missed it. We just told you, and that's what you missed on Glee. Da, 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 da.